0: ready to go on a galactic adventure this is play on arrival a weekly video game forecast brought to you by rpgera.com here at play on arrival we'll be running down the biggest and hottest games releasing each week talking about the new releases we've been playing since we last spoke and looking ahead to the most anticipated games releasing next week i'm your host brian and joining me on the show
1: today it is kyle Hey Brian, good to be back. Been a couple weeks, and I in know. that time, I've had a, I've had the chance to start my new podcast about my favorite Bruce Willis one-liners. Yippee ki yay on arrival. <laughs> is not there another word after yippee ki yay? Uh, on arrival is that's it.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Not uh, motherfucker. No. Okay. No. Damn it, Brian. <laughs> this is a family show. No, it's not. <laughs> I know. Yippee ki yay on arrival. All right, all right, fair.
1: Um, How do you rank the Diehards? Hards? Uh, I'm not. I'm not a fan of Die Hard. Any of them? No. Oh come on. They're three, not my type of movie. Three's my favorite, but three and one are so good. They're not my. And
0: Justin, I mean, it's literally like his favorite movie or series. Um, I mean, I think most most guys, right? They're so big into Die Hard. I've never I think gotten there's into, five or six of them. Yeah, there's I a haven't lot. seen the
1: last couple. I'm not a
0: huge Bruce Willis fan either, to be honest.
1: Oh, the Fifth Element. That's like my favorite movie uh, of all time, man. I don't know. I don't That's know. Not true. The Princess Bride my favorite <laughs> movie of all time, but Fifth Element's like a top fiver for me, dude. I freaking love the Fifth Element. Okay,
0: I'm just. I don't know. You know me. I'm not really big into Hollywood. I'm not big into movies. I don't know. Yeah, it's just not something that I've ever been into. Um, most of my Bruce Willis knowledge comes from when he was on Friends.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, he was married to uh, what's her name?
0: Jennifer Aniston for uh, a bit. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, What's her name? Rachel.
0: Rachel. Yeah. Yeah. He uh, played her boyfriend on the show for a couple episodes, like the uh, the father of one of the students that Ross was dating, because Ross has always had a questionable character. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, yeah. Anyway, special shout out to Occam's Laser for the music you hear today during the show. Go check them out wherever you can find music and people, including YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, Facebook, Instagram and X. You won't be disappointed. Speaking of that type of music, I've been listening to Time Cop 1983's new album. Uh, phenomenal absolutely phenomenal definitely recommend that please take a moment and do us a favor if you're so kind head on over to Apple podcast or whichever app you've chosen listen to us on and drop a quick rating and a review really does help us out in terms of visibility so that this show continues to grow and remember we are on Patreon now as well patreon.com forward slash RPG era check out our tiers see what we're doing and if you feel inclined toss a couple bucks each month if not continuing to listen to the episodes as they upload each week works wonders as well and of course a special shout out to current executive producers Jexax and Zancu. So we skipped last week. Um, we didn't record anything. Did we record the week prior? I we think did. We I did. had to. I had
1: to bounce early that. Episode. That's right. That's that's yeah. the where the
0: joke comes from. That brb. Someone's at my door. Um yes. Okay. So that was me, you, and Sev the week prior. So we just skipped one week. That's not terrible um a week that had some good games release right that we didn't get to talk about in the 7 day forecast with the sea of stars and i think a few others came out last week as well um oh yeah goodbye volcano high i think finally dropped last week
1: oh did it really i think
0: so but i haven't heard anything about it did it did it get delayed is it does it have reviews on open
1: critic i don't know
0: goodbye volcano high
1: oh there's two
0: reviews it didn't uh, i think it may have been stealth delayed to september 29th actually
1: Oh, my God. But there
0: are two reviews available. God is a Geek gave it a 9 out of 10, and WCCF Tech gave it a 7 out of 10. So I wonder if it was delayed, like, at the last minute. I don't know. That's something I'll have to look into a bit more. However, as we go into current conditions for this week, Kyle, you have been putting a lot of time into a game that I'm surprised I haven't jumped into yet. But I will say... I have, you know, as I've been saying for months now on this show, I've made the commitment to focus on The Legend of Heroes. I am still plowing my way through Trails of Cold Steel 3, which is one of the longer games in the franchise. Cold Steel 3 and Cold Steel 4 are the two longest ones. Um, Cold Steel 3 might even be a little bit longer than 4, but um, I am on Chapter 3 after like 40 hours playing on fast-forward mode, so realistically I'm like... 60 or 70 hours in if I would have been playing on normal uh, normal speed I should say but um, there's five chapters there's four main chapters and I think like a fifth final chapter that isn't really titled or anything like that Um, I will likely finish that some point in the next week or so and get a chance to start jumping into some of these other games that have been releasing like Sea of Stars Uh, Like Starfield that comes out this Wednesday and like the game that you are going to take us on a trip into this week. Armored Core 6 Fires yeah, of Rubicon yeah. How is it?
1: I, uh, I picked it up I bought it I know you, you game I Gamefly'd it, it. Right? Yes
0: I have it yeah. From Gamefly Chances are Once I play it I will keep it Based on everything You've been saying It feels like A, a FromSoft game With mechs Which is what I wanted
1: Um, You know it, it does And it doesn't I I They definitely um Took a different approach To this game And I, I think it was By design I You know They wanted to resurrect The old Armored Core game they're they're the you know developers of Armored Core from way back when, yes. and it wasn't until Demon Souls that they gotten got really big and known for this kind of like you know blood curdling difficult action game that they're known for now. Uh, you know, and and they've gone on to Dark Souls and Sekiro and Bloodborne and Elden Ring and and so Games that now they resurrecting suck Armored. I I was I, dude I beat Elden Ring.
0: You did, but how hey, did you beat Bloodborne?
1: I no, I didn't like Bloodborne. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. Yeah, I did think you beat I Sekiro? would actually. I never played Sekiro. Yeah. Mhm. I think I would love Sekiro <laughs> if I actually played it. And I think I would actually probably really like Demon Souls, which I have access to on the PS Plus
0: thing. You do. Demon Souls yeah. is good.
1: And it's not a super long game either, if I recall correctly. Demon Souls is actually relatively It's
0: one of the shorter quick- ones.
1: Yeah, it's relatively quick to get through you know from software standards. Um and Armored Core kind of falls in that range too. This is a this is a quicker game for them and it's in in some ways it's a smaller scope game for them as well uh, because they are trying to really resurrect an entirely dead genre here. Um mech games were so big in the early 2000s when you had the Armored Cores and the Zone of the Enders. Front mission, the, yep. Yeah, you these were these were huge games back then and then they all just kind of died so many gundam games too what was they the, all died. I think the
0: last big mech game i mean Damon x machina came out which was a mech game
1: there was Damon x machina and then there was a there was a um like a battle royale one that came out not too long ago that a lot of people were hyped about or or it's about to come out i oh, think the,
0: the best mech game that's come out in the last decade before onward core six was probably xenoblade chronicles x
1: um. oh I forgot about Xenoblade you're absolutely right
0: which was a departure for that franchise Um, you know most of the battles and most of the exploration was done inside of a mech which was super cool we actually talked about that in our most recent BG Mini episode that finally posted that uh, Lindsay was in
1: yeah Gundam Evolution that's the one that came out Gundam last Gundam
0: Evolution year. yeah 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 it was mm-hmm.
1: a uh, it was a online game and apparently pretty good I think that people that Played it, really enjoyed it. And it I know Sev FPS. likes
0: mechs and tends to gravitate toward the mech games.
1: Yeah, so so I mean, it's just not really a genre that gets a ton of love or a ton of releases anymore, like it used to. Um, I used to like the Zone of the Enders games. I thought those were really fun games. Well, they were
0: Kojima, dude. Kojima knows what he's doing. Yeah.
1: Uh, well, exactly. That's why I liked him, right? And yeah. So, uh, otherwise, I never really super got into them. I guess you could actually really call Metal Gear Solid mech games to some degree as With, well. With like Rex games, and yeah, absolutely. The Rexes yeah. and the Rays and yeah. Um. At any rate, uh, it was all. I think this was a kind of a surprise when they announced their next game was going to be an Armored Core game, and it's a mainline Armored Core game. Uh, I don't know that the story of this game ties into any of the previous games. I don't know that you need to know the lore. I don't. And it. I've I've been doing just fine not knowing the lore of Armored Core, uh, going into this game. But I've had a lot of fun with this game. This, you know, from software games have such a certain amount of charm and love. Put into them that just make you get you get hooked on them so fast. In this game, it, you know the this this subtitle like not the subtitle the the tar- I don't know it's Armored Core Six Fires of Fires Rubicon, of Rubicon right? yeah. And so the setting of this game is, is it takes place in the far future, obviously, and there's this planet Rubicon that was rich in this material called coral, and coral was used as both kind of like a, I think it was like this biohazardous weapon, but also it was mainly what it was used for was a technological mineral. So they would use it in order to, it has these crazy properties to it that they could like jump through space and create wormholes and do all this crazy stuff. with this mineral that they couldn't do without right so so there were so many corporations and, and companies in different planets that were all flocking to Rubicon in order to get this coral and they were mining all of the coral out of the planet and what that did and like i said this 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 coral element has this this property to it that just like explodes and creates these massive like terrible you know catastrophes if it's not handled properly and with all of these competing corporations and entities on this planet they set off the coral and it, it engulfed the entire planet and the entire solar system in, a, in an event called the fires of ibis and takes out all life in the solar system. Uh, 50 years later is when the game starts and they find that there is still coral on the planet of Rubicon. And so all of the corporations decide they're all going back to Rubicon at once. And you play as a freelance mech pilot who is doing kind of the dirty jobs for each of these corporations. And these corporations are competing against each other most of the time because they're all trying to get to different spots where there, are, where there is coral on the planet. And then there's a couple of corporations that typically play the antagonistic role in this game. You don't really work for them but they are either trying to stop you from getting the coral they're either trying they think another catastrophe is going to happen and so they're protecting the coral or they are like a like anti-capitalist anti-corporation type entities that are just there to thwart your plans so you are taking on these different missions for these different corporations, uh, usually battling against one of these other entities while also trying to secure either areas or information or technology or something for these corporations so that they can get their hands on some other coral. Uh, It's it's you you never see any humans in this game. All of the dialogue takes place through like um, voice memos and communications that you're getting when you're in the hangar. OK. And so you never actually see another human human or if you do I haven't seen them yet Uh, but you do get to know a lot of the characters really well your manager type character that sends you on these missions um, you hear from him just about every single mission you end up making friends with a couple of other mercenaries that are out there uh, and that work for different corporations and they decide you know this guy's got you know of of course you're not just a normal mercenary right you they say wait a second this guy's got something special to him so they uh, they befriend you and they're like we're gonna stick around this guy and we're gonna go on missions with him now And so you get to know some of these different characters and you've also got this AI sentient voice that follows you around and it's not supposed to be following you around. Nobody else can hear it. They don't know why there's an AI in your suit and why it's helping you. Um, And that's all part of the story. So there's actually a really very cool story unfolding on top of these really grand, big scale missions. A lot of the missions you go on, it's not open world, right? So you choose a mission out of your available mission list, you, you know, it drops you at the beginning of that mission you go on the mission when you're when you're done with the objectives the mission is complete and you go back to the menu that's that's the gameplay some of these missions literally Brian take 3 minutes. I mean they are there are some very short missions. Some of the missions are very long. And so the game starts you with some of these missions where go kill a couple of these other mechs that are protecting this, go find the location of this, go collect this data. And then all of a sudden you're fighting a boss. And you forgot for a few missions that you were playing a From Software game. And these are proper From Soft battles except they are incredibly fast play fast-paced. They are actually I mean quite literally bullet hell style battles in these big 3D arenas that you are trying to maneuver around. And the game is actually, uh, in my opinion, I think it's a little bit more generous than other FromSoft games in in this respect, is when you you die, it gives you the option to restart right at the beginning of that boss or restart the whole mission. But without restarting the whole mission, you can actually change up your mech with any of the components, guns, uh, features that you've bought to change your mech. You can go into the garage, change it, and then restart from the checkpoint again. You can't buy new things, but whatever you have on hand, you can switch out your things right okay. there. So it's actually, it's very helpful that way. And the game encourages you to do that. So because you can, every time you die, you have the ability to change your mech. It encourages you to try different builds, try different guns or or rockets or missile launchers or uh, swords, different components for your actual mech body. It encourages you, you know, if this isn't working, do something else, right? <laughs> try something else. Are Is this mech too slow for you? Are, are you not dodging the missiles fast enough? Okay, then try something Something faster. Try give try something with a little more boost, a little more speed to it. Um, and that's been actually a lot of fun. the The actual what do they call it? The the armory or something like that in the game where you go in and customize your mech. Is, You've been spending too much time is, in that. I've been spending so much time in there, but that's <laughs> there's so much to do. Yeah, and it's and it's you know you can go into the barber shop in World of Warcraft and change the hair on your character, and it's not going to change anything, right? Sure. When you change something on your mech, it changes your mech. It changes how fast it's going to go, your weight, and, and, and you have to stay within certain parameters. And so certain components take a certain amount of energy and they also weigh a, a certain, they have a, a weight to them. And you have to stay within a weight range and within an energy range. So if you need more energy, you either need to switch to a weapon that doesn't require as much energy to use or give your mech a new generator that creates more energy, right? So there's you have to find these trade-offs and and i i fought a boss last night and i thought i can't beat him with these weapons i'm going to switch to these weapons well when i did that i had an energy shortfall so i had to go back and start playing with the actual components that like the chest and the head and some of the missile launchers I was using, in order to get my energy consumption down, so that I could use the guns that I wanted in order to beat that boss. Yeah. So you're you're constantly kind of playing with these little pieces in order to build a mech that you think is going to work and function in that specific scenario. I've got a few mechs, and and the nice thing is you can save each of your builds as many as you want. So with you can go in and say, all right, I want so I've got I've got this one mech that I use, but I've got a couple of different gun setups that I like for different scenarios. And so if I run a mission and I don't do well with the guns that I have, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna try this one. I can actually just go to that build, click it. I don't have to go into the entire mech editor. I just click that build. Boom, everything's done. I'm back in the mission. Nice. So it's 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 very friendly that way. It's it's very intuitive. Um, I've not had any difficulty with it, uh, but it's a lot of fun. And you can you can completely customize the colors and and designs on your mech you can put stickers all over it if you want to and and drop pictures on it if you want to and any color there's you get the whole color wheel and the shaders and different types of shininess how how shiny is it right what's the uh, uh what's the weathering on it are there any battle scars uh there's different patterns there's camo patterns you can use so you can i mean really the possibilities are endless of what you can build and you can go online and type coolest armored core six mechs and it's like you know people have created like kirby and venom and <laughs> spider-man and it's very cool i've i've been hooked on these spider legs it's this it's this uh this four-legged leg piece that i have that's that takes a lot of energy because it allows me to hover. And so instead of just flying and boosting around, I can actually jump up in the air and hover pretty much indefinitely, which is really, really nice in certain battles. It's I've, I've been able to cheese a couple bosses that way. Uh, I, I don't think they anticipated everybody using the spider legs, but they are very energy uh, demanding. But they also give you a lot of weight you can carry a lot of things with that because you have four legs instead of two so there's a lot of trade-offs there's a lot to look at and see and do and some of the battles are just on a scale unlike I expected I think you're fighting massive machines massive tanks and battleships and huge ships that are flying through the air uh, other mechs that ambush you and stuff, and it's just it is wild. The boss battles are frustrating in every single way that you would expect a From Software game to be. I'm, I'm, you know, you fight it the first three or four times, and you think this is an impossible battle, just like you do with every From Software boss, and then. You figure it out. You learn the attacks. You learn the patterns. You figure it out. Yeah, you
0: said you screamed at one point. You got through one and
1: yeah, scared Lindsay, everyone Lindsay, in the yeah, house. Yeah, Lindsay, Lindsay thought I, like, hurt myself or something because I finally beat... There's a this one boss, and he's the end of chapter one. Uh, There's five chapters in the game. The last boss of chapter one, his name is Baltius. And a lot of people are calling Baltius the, either the hardest boss in the game or the second hardest boss in the game. Okay. He's the first major roadblock. There's a couple small bosses before that, but they're not major roadblocks. This guy is a... Major roadblock. And when I beat him, i like, yeah! You know, and she thought I she thought I hurt myself or something. But I've been having a blast with it, man. I, I, I've been way more into it than I thought I was going to be. I, nice. think it's a, I think it's a job well done by FromSoft. Yeah,
0: it's a game, like I said, once I finally get a chance to play it, I know for sure I'll end up keeping it from Gamefly. Um, it, it's a game that, it, it, from all accounts, it sounds like I'm going to love it just because I'm such a massive fan of FromSoft. And, you know, I do think they are one of the best developers in the industry at the moment when it comes to play polish and just knowing what the hell they're doing and what they set out to do. They had their formula down. Um I, I was I was convinced this was gonna be a good game. I had it ranked I think we had it I had it at number two on Thunderdome last quarter. Um I, I knew this game would be good, but um there was always the you know, the possibility that because it's not a typical FromSoft game since they've been doing the souls like formula, that it could have been something that I wasn't super into. But it does sound like I'll love it. So
1: I think you, I think you will, especially because the characters, there's a lot more story in this game and lore, I think, than you'd expect from a uh, FromSoft game. Uh, the story is actually, you know, you get a lot of briefings, mission briefings sure. and kind yeah. of background and stuff, mysteries. Uh, And then there are a lot of hidden secrets and stuff in these levels that you're not going to find unless you are expressly looking for them. And you don't have to look for them. Yeah. You can actually it's all just optional. do the levels. Yeah. yeah. But there's a lot of little lore things that you can find you know sprinkled throughout the levels little secrets that you can get into that expand this world for you so it you know you can also go back and replay missions try to get an s rank on them and if you do then you know you get extra bonuses and stuff and so there's there's a lot to do the game i think i have about 12 hours in the game so far i i'm i'm i don't want to say i'm at the end um i'm at the beginning of chapter four
0: okay so you still have one chapter to go after that one yeah
1: right chapter four and five are both both relatively short compared to chapters chapter two is really short chapter one and three are kind of long and so um chapter four and five are a little shorter than one and three uh but four has a few bosses that are major roadblocks as well i don't think five has any bosses in fact so oh wow there are that's not true that's not true i know that there are bosses coming in five and you can and i'm this isn't spoilers there's bosses all over the place right i know that there are bosses um but they are not the major bosses that you find in the other chapters. So okay. uh, there's there's some real roadblocks that it just depends on how long it takes you to beat them. So
0: what would you be at at the start of chapter four? Twelve hours in, um, this game on Open Critic is sitting at what? It's sitting at an eighty-five. Mm-hmm. Um, where would you fall at this point in terms of a score? <sighs> do you think a nine? A nine? Okay, that's yeah, I've right got the...
1: this. I've got this sitting squarely on a nine. Uh, I I do it, complaint wise. A lot of the environments look exactly the same. I mean, I mean, you're on this planet. It's right, the setting and many, that it's yeah, yeah. It's the setting. There's like there's like desert and snow, and that's your entire that's that's the gameplay. And then like gray metal. So so that's the whole that's the whole uh kind of environment. A lot of the levels just kind of look the same that way. Um, I I do think that some of the bosses are more. Because it's bullet hell way more than any other Dark Souls or, or you know, Soulsborne game. It is it is bullet hell than... like
0: Nier Automata?
1: Okay, so this game actually reminds me a lot of Nier Automata in a lot of different ways. Okay. Um, the way that you're trying to fit your certain components into your energy expenditure, right? Sure, Which sure, is a sure, sure. very much a Nier Automata type idea. The way a lot of the characters act and talk and then away them the way the menus move this this feels very near automata in a lot of ways and yeah I think I think that the bosses now near automata I never had much of a difficult time with in terms of killing bosses I thought sure. the bosses were never very difficult but yes the bosses do feel kind of near automata that way that's a that's a pretty good comparison
0: yeah because I know near automata platinum games you know they leaned heavily on the bullet hell mechanics for the boss fights dodging the orbs that come out from from specifically like the boss in the um, like the opera boss in in Automata. She was crazy with with bullet hell mechanics. Uh, it sounds similar to that. So that's kind of cool, actually yeah it's a game that I'll definitely play um, it's, a,
1: it's a lot of fun man it's a great yeah, game
0: I will definitely I think, I think jump into it, at some enjoy point. it I mean I already have access to it it's sitting on my shelf over there it's, it's still in the envelope that it came in from Gamefly I haven't even put it in the PS5 yet to install it um, I have that I have Immortals of Avium from Gamefly and I have some things that I've been getting codes for as well from NAS America uh, one game in particular we'll talk about in the forecast this week so I have a shitload of stuff to play right now and of course starfield is knocking on our door on wednesday see a stars stars that i haven't even loaded into yet i did install that but i haven't loaded into it yet justin was playing that last night 30 minutes of it yeah justin's like three hours in i was watching him play it he bought a new tv for up in the living room he bought a 77 inch lg like the new um qld or qled tv that lg has was on sale for labor day so he picked that up with a new uh, sound system, so it's it's like a fucking movie theater upstairs now. He dropped a pretty penny to do that, but. Um, he was playing Sea of Stars and I was watching him just kind of getting a feel for the TV. We put on the new Star Wars show, uh, what's it called? A- Ahsoka. A- Ahsoka. Yeah, he put that on just so I could hear like how the uh, the sound system works, dude. It's fucking dope. It's so awesome. cool. I'm that's jealous. Awesome. <laughs> He'll play
1: Armored Core on that,
0: dude. Dude, it'd be sick. I know. I know. He's uh, he's gonna be playing Starfield on that, so that's gonna be incredible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was watching him play Sea of Stars for a bit and, and the game just looks so charming i can't wait to get into it i can't wait to talk about it i know bedroth and i are going to be doing a bonus episode of bg mania on c stars here later this week that'll probably post next week so looking yeah, forward i'll, have, to getting into I'll that definitely game, so. have
1: more to say about that next week yeah
0: for sure for sure um, well, for me, and particularly for current conditions, like I said, I don't really have anything new to talk about because all I've been really playing is Trails of Cold Steel 3. However, I did, against my better judgment, roll a hardcore Warcraft character.
1: Yeah, welcome to the dark side.
0: Well, yes and no. Woo! I'm still not into the gameplay, right? I, I still don't it, like. Ugh. I don't like having to <laughs> be so cautious. Like, I'm I'm somebody that if I die, I die. But like, I like trying to pull shit and just zerg through things and whatever the case may be. Uh, and in in a hardcore Warcraft setting, which is an official game mode now that Blizzard released. I think it came out officially on August 24th, if I'm remembering the date correctly. So a little more than a week ago. Mm -hmm. um some of the guys that we raid with every week in classic warcraft as we eagerly anticipate ice crown citadel which hopefully is coming later this month or early next month uh yeah i'm i'm still excited to do that because you guys are in for a fucking shock with how hard icc actually is
1: (laughs) well i'm i'm always the idiot that's like uh, first try. This is easy. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I, and it's, well, it's, not a, it's not happening. It's not happening. I do happening. it as a joke. It's a meme. I know that. Yeah, it's. it's
0: I. I honestly think so. The first boss in Ice Crown Citadel is. I think it's Lord. Is it Marospar? I forget what his actual name is, but he's the boss that is like a skeleton with like spider legs. And he does bone spike, and it's he just goes bone storm, and like if you somebody it'll pick random people in your raid, and they'll get put up on a spike, and you have to right, right. attack the spike to free them. But you only have a few seconds to attack the spike before the person dies. If the healer gets spiked, you're fucked. Um, and it's it's all random, it's all RNG. So I do think that um, Ice Crown is going to be a bit of a reality check for our group because we have been rolling through a lot of these raids right like we, we rolled through next for the for the most part we rolled through old war there were a few bosses we struggled on it
1: took, took us a few weeks and then yeah, we had there was some but for the bosses, most part yeah.
0: we strugg, we struggled near the end but like the first half of that raid we fucking steamrolled through that Um, trial of the grand crusader. We steamrolled through that in a night. I mean, we've been clearing that place in 30 minutes or less. That's not a hard raid. It's a stupid ass raid. One of my least favorites in the entirety of Warcraft, just because of how, um, you know, it's all basically in one room till the end. Right. But um, ICC is one of my favorite raids. Yeah, and I I do think our group is going to struggle specifically. Uh, I, I think Cody is going to kill us often because yeah. oh, you, definitely. you have to, you have to move and you have to be aware of your positioning. And he really is not. <laughs> he is going to wipe us more times than I can probably count. Yeah. Um. You know, if anyone has a lag spike especially once we get to the lich king and defile starts coming out anyone with a lag spike or that isn't paying attention or doesn't move fast enough out of defile we're all going to wipe it's going to be a nightmare um and i I do think it's probably going to take us more than a month if not closer to two months to finally fully clear it um i think jace was saying we'll probably start on normal which is good because i think that's the right call and then switch to bosses that are easier for uh, for heroic when we can. But I decided because you guys, and I think there's only a few of you, right? There's Jace, there's Devin, you, Sean, uh, Brent, mm-hmm. Trent. I think Trent, Trent rolled yeah. a hardcore character. Yep. I know Weston did. did. Weston rolled one, but I think he's done. Um,
1: I think so too. And Sean rolled one, but he hasn't been on. Yeah,
0: Sean rolled hardcore as well. Um, I decided to give it a shot. Against my better judgment because hardcore Warcraft, right, is permadeath. So if you die, you can't res your character. Uh, you can run back to your body. It is an option because when so I, I started initially like middle of last week and I got up to level nine. I was getting ready to ding 10. I'm playing a hunter because the hunters relatively easy in a hardcore setting because you can rely on your pet and your pet can die. You just can't die. So I wanted to make it a little bit bit less stressful for myself i didn't want to roll like a priest or something which you know shout out to Devin rolling a priest that's that's brave for hardcore warcraft he loves
1: playing priest yeah
0: i know but uh and i'm a priest in in classic wow right like i'm a priest main but um i can die in classic wow i can't die in hardcore wow so I was in a cave and I'm rolling night elf. We're doing alliance on hardcore. I, I went night elf hunter, which I know is cliche, but I love night elf zones, even though you don't. Um, I think there's some of the best alliance zones in the game and some of the best zones in the game in general. But uh, my night elf hunter was in a cave doing the I think it was Melania's head quest. And I went in there, killed the demons, right? Made my way to the end, got the head. And then I was like, well, shit, I'm running in place. This isn't good. (laughs) That's not good. Uh, Find out that Justin was updating the firmware on the router upstairs, not knowing that it was going to, you know, cause the router to restart after the firmware was updated. Um, Because he's updated firmware before and it didn't restart. But this one, for whatever reason, it updated the firmware and then the router restarted right after so I was down for like three minutes I mean it wasn't long I logged back in I was still alive right but everything in the cave had respawned and I lost my connection right next to the fucking boss in the end of that cave that I just looted the head off of so when I popped back into the game I couldn't even shadow meld fast enough <laughs> Before the boss was already attacking me. Yeah. So That's I try it. I tried kind of like dodging around, right? I had some potions on me, but I could only pop one potion. So I waited until I was about at 50% health. Like I jumped into the water in that cave. I was trying to maneuver around. And by that point, I aggroed three other imps that were in there. It was game over. There was nothing I could do. Um I didn't have Feign Death yet or anything like that. So I was I was fucked and I died but I ran back to my body just to see what it would do. And like, all it does is it lets you kind of res and go back to your body as a wisp or a ghost. Right. But you can't actually come back alive. Oh, okay. and I th- I thought when you died, it would like just be built into the game where it would re-roll you back to, to one and put you back at the starting. It doesn't. You literally have to delete your character and restart again. If you,
1: if you want the same name, you have to delete the character. Yeah, yeah,
0: which I did do because I wanted. I'm I, I rolled Brewseeker, which is the name that I tend to use. Um, but I started again, I told you, I didn't think I would last night. I was watching AEW collision, which, um, was a decent show, but I didn't have to take notes through it because it's another pay-per-view week. So seven, I will just do the looking back at type of episodes, which is his pay-per-view reviews. Um, and I was playing and decided I would try to get back to where I was last night. You noticed I was back in. You were messaging me on Battle.net. Um, I got back to basically the point, a little less. I'm about halfway through eight, so I'm not technically nine yet. Uh, but I am I have now the same quests that I had when I died. Um, well, most of them. And once i get out of teldrassil which is the night elf starting zone you guys are all parked over in westfall getting ready to do a dead minds run that i th- hopefully doesn't kill you guys i'm a little little scared for you guys <laughs> i'm so excited man
1: it, it's just that everything matters you know every i'm ready to do dead minds and i have elixirs and bandages and like potions because and i think you're you one of the lowest levels right I'm 19. Yeah, we're going in at like 19 to 21.
0: Yeah, I think Ben, who's tanking, is he's tanking on his druid. I think he's bear tanking. Um, he's gonna. I think he's 21 or 22. I think Devin is 21 ish or something he's, like that. He's 20. 20. Okay. So you guys are, yeah. And I don't know who else is gonna be running through it, but I I know everyone is skilled and can do it. But man, once one wrong pull, one simple mistake, you guys are fucked. I know.
1: I know. And, and dead mines matters. isn't easy. Everything at that level.
0: dead mines isn't easy at that level.
1: I'm excited. I'm so excited to do it. And if we die, we die. That's it. You start again. Uh, we'll see. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um. I don't know how often I will stick with this. Right. And how often I will jump into it. I I can't see myself willing to risk even going into a dungeon for me. And I think Devin, Devin is kind of the one that talked me into it. um, Not even realizing he talked me into it last week during the raid when he was basically saying for him, it's just being in the world and doing the quests and that kind of stuff. And I decided, well, that's kind of what I will take as the approach. I don't think I'll jump into dungeons. I don't think I will never touch a raid in hardcore Warcraft, but going through, through and just leveling and kind of trying to find the best gear that I can through quest rewards that's kind of cool and that's kind of where my mentality and my playstyle is going to be for this um I will once I get out of Teldrassil I'll make my way over to the eastern kingdoms you know I do think I'll have an easier time especially if you guys survive through Dead Minds being able to get some assistance because I'm the only one over in Kalimdor. I think Ben and I are the only two that ruled night elves. Um, Everybody else went dwarves or gnomes. So, um, but I mean, Ben wanted to play druid and night elf is only the only race you can play a druid as. And then again, for me, I could have went dwarf hunter. I think dwarves can be hunters in classic, right? I think gnomes could even be hunters too. I think humans can be hunters. I think everyone had access to hunter even back in the day, Uh, but maybe not gnomes can't yet. Okay. I know everybody can at this point, but I didn't remember back when it first came out who could. Um, but again, you know, just being a fan of the Night Elf zones, that's kind of the path that I wanted to take. Um, I do like Darkshore. I do like Ash and Vale, but those zones are a bit more challenging than, say, Westfall. I will tell you, I probably will skip Red Ridge Mountains. Um, that zone is hellacious.
1: It's cancer in terms of yeah.
0: of you know just the amount of mobs that patrol around the pools that you do. I I'm so watching the death log while logged in. Most alliance characters die in Red Ridge.
1: It's Westfall and Red Ridge are the two big ones. Yeah, a lot of Dark Shores too. But I mean, yeah, that's when things start getting hairy.
0: Yeah, so I think if you can survive through that, then then you should be golden. But um. Again, not sure how often I will jump into it. It is something that I will pick up and mess around with from time to time. But I know there's going to be a point where I eventually make it to like the 30s or 40s and I'm going to die. And that's going to be it for me. Like losing all that progress, losing all that time and not being able to continue. That's a big bummer. And I felt defeated and I felt crushed when I died at level nine in a cave getting ready to ding 10. Right. Like that. It's, it's a feeling that I'm not a huge fan of, which is why I don't play hardcore Diablo. I've never been a permadeath kind of person. I don't even do permadeath and Fire Emblem, which you do.
1: Yeah, I I, I love the permadeath and Fire Emblem. I love the permadeath and Diablo. I love the permadeath of <laughs> Warcraft, man.
0: This is not for me.
1: I love the hardcore of it. Yeah,
0: it's not for me. So I don't know how often I'll stick with this, but you guys were all jumping in. I wanted to at least experience it for a little while. I've had that experience. So if I were to stop now, I would be okay. But um, I'll probably keep going until this character inevitably dies. And then we'll see what happens from there. But um, other than that, I'm just playing Cold Steel 3. So I don't have anything else to talk about but that's all right that's all right because before we jump into it peeking ahead we have 10 games releasing this week in the seven day forecast couple big ones one obviously that's going to dominate the rest let's go ahead and jump into the seven day forecast like i said 10 games one of them is massive that i think everyone technically already available if you jumped into the uh the early access right the premium edition or whatever that came out um starfield you were able to play it this past friday a lot of streamers got early access to it they've been playing it i've been kind of watching some videos on it and and some gameplay just to see how people like it and what they're saying I know there's been some mixed reactions, but the game did review really, really well. It
1: reviewed really well, yeah, but you're right. The reactions have been kind of weird from the community. People, I feel like people want it to fail. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know either. I
0: mean, just, just hope for a good game because, I mean, if Bethesda can do it, then fuck. I don't, I don't know. There might be hope some bugs. Hope for a good game because then it's yeah. a good game and then we get good Absolutely. games. And I mean, 2023 I mean, has been great, yeah, yeah, so hopefully it's good. Uh, but there are some other games coming out this week that I'm looking forward to as well, including game number one coming on Tuesday to PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch, Chance of Sinar. Divided since the dawn of time, the peoples of the tower no longer speak to each other. But it is said that one day, a traveler will find the wisdom to break down the walls and restore the balance. Explore and discover an enthralling world in a colorful, poetic setting inspired by the myth of Babel, where men have forgotten their past. This is made by the same team. I know we talked about this a little bit during uh, Thunderdome this past quarter. Same team that did Heaven's Vault, which I was such a big fan of. This was in my top 10. I think it may have even been number seven in my Thunderdome list. I'm really, really looking forward to this game. I'm a big fan of what that team did with Heaven's Vault. They have such a cool formula, such a cool play style. I think this game's going to be sick. Definitely probably a day one purchase for me.
1: Make some really unique stuff, these guys. Yeah, they do.
0: They really do. Um, I I could see this being a day one, even though I probably won't play it right away. I want to support them, make sure they get the, the maximum amount of money for their efforts going into this game. I'll buy this and support them, even if I don't jump into it right away. Game number two, I already have access to, thanks to our friends over at NIS America, comes on Tuesday to PC, PS5, and PS4. Monochrome Mobius, Rights and Wrongs Forgotten. Oh, man, I don't know that I can pronounce that word, but I'm going to try. In the small province of Inakamui.
1: There you go, I like it. On the frontiers
0: of the great empire of Yamato, there lived a young man with his mother and sister. Oh, One day, at the local lord's behest, the <laughs> young man was investigating a smaller regularity when he encountered a girl he'd never met. The words the girl spoke were that were what shocked him. She told the man that his father was still alive. Seeing a trace of his father in her and resolving to learn the truth, the young man and the girl set out together towards the land of Shulin, a country that doesn't appear on the map. I know seven and I were kind of looking forward to this. I haven't had a chance to jump into it yet. I've had access to it for about two weeks now from NIS America, but... I didn't want to jump into a new JRPG without finishing Trails of Cold Steel 3. Um, I do think once I finish Cold Steel 3, I'm going to take a little bit of a break from The Legend of Heroes before I move into 4 and Reverie, which are the last two that I need to get through after 3. I want to play through Monochrome Mobius. I obviously want to play through Sea of Stars. And I already have technically access to um, The Legend of Nayuta, Boundless Trails from NES America as well, which comes out later in September.
1: So Which is another Legend of Heroes game. Like 16th, last 2022. year. Yeah.
0: yeah, like last year. But I think it's re releasing under the NIS America banner on PC um, this week. But I don't know. I don't know for okay. sure because NIS America didn't publish the PC version last year. Right, right. But yeah, I was looking at that too, where that's kind of where I got the description for the game from. Um, it looks like a decent game. I mean, kind of like a, a budget JRPG. But man, I really do like some budget JRPGs from time to time.
1: I mean, except it costs $60, so.
0: Right, but I just mean like in the way that it looks, it's not like a AAA uh, Legend of Heroes persona style of a JRPG. But yeah, this one could be good. Um, I'm not 100% sure if it will be. It could easily come in at like the, the, the high 60 mark on Open Critic, which is always a possibility when you get one of these types of JRPGs, but I'm hoping it's good. I'm hoping it's good. I will still play it. And the only way that I would stop playing is if it just really fucking sucks. Um, But I will at least give it a chance. Game number three, also coming on Tuesday to PC and Nintendo Switch, Rune Factory 3 Special. Settle down in an idyllic fantasy town as a young adventurer with a monstrous secret in Rune Factory 3. Remastered for a new generation. Features brand new to Rune Factory 3 Special include newlywed mode, standalone adventures unlocked after marriage to each of the game's Evan Evan, 11 eligible bachelorettes, and a hell difficulty level to challenge even veteran players. Whether it's your first visit or you're returning after a long time away, experience the unforgettable story of Rune Factory 3 with improved graphics and redesigned 3D character models. These games always do well. There's never anything bad about these kind of... Yeah, these games always do well. Um, A lot of people always look forward to new Rune Factory releases, even when they are re-releases. It's cool that they added the newlywed mode, which was added in for Rune Factory 4 special, and I think was even a part of Rune Factory 5. And we'll probably be hearing more about Rune Factory 6 next year, because they did announce it earlier this year, so... Um, a lot of Rune Factory on the horizon for those that are into that franchise. I still have not played any of them, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, I don't. I've Even never though I said game I would. Factory game ever? Yeah, I, I, I told I know Jessica way them.
0: back in the day that I would play Rune Factory at some point. I still never have. Still never have. Really looking forward to this one right here, game number four, coming on Tuesday to PC, PS5, PS4, Xbox Series, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch enchanted portals get ready for an adventure like no other as rookie magicians bobby and penny find themselves stuck between dimensions as they journey through a variety of enchanting worlds it's up to you to help them fight their way back to their own dimension and reclaim the magic book with catchy music charming old-timey art and non-stop comedy enchanted portals is a co-op 2d platformer that will keep you on your toes whether you're playing solo or with a friend the magic never stops and the action is always fast-paced and whimsical Join Bobby and Penny on their quest and see where the adventure takes you. This is kind of like Cuphead.
1: Yeah, this is the one that looks like Cuphead that probably won't be as good as Cuphead but still Oh like no, fun I don't think watch. it'll be
0: as good, but yeah, like like visuals and just the the style that they're going with and the gameplay. Like the gameplay yeah. looks good. It's co-op. This could be something you and Lindsay did or you and one of the kids did together. Certainly. Yeah. Yeah, this one could be good, but I don't think it'll be good as Cuphead, but still it'll be good. Be fun. Yeah. Game number five coming on Wednesday to PC and Xbox Series, and it is playable via Xbox Game Pass. Starfield. Starfield is the first new universe in over 25 years from Bethesda Game Studios, the award-winning creators of The Elder Scrolls V: Skyrim and Fallout 4 create any character you want and explore with unparalleled freedom as you embark on an epic journey to answer humanity's greatest mystery i can't wait i can't wait to get into this game
1: yeah i'm really excited like we said reviews have been mixed between like critics and actual like community but i i it's bethesda game in space which is what i've been wanting so it's here and i can't believe it's here which is awesome so yeah
0: i've been waiting for a new uh a new space game like this, obviously being such a big fan of Mass Effect and Bioware, what they did with that, right? Um, I'm looking forward to getting and going out there, exploring all these different planets. I know there's probably only 10% of them out of the thousand, right? So maybe 100 if you're lucky that actually have things to do on them. Most of them will be pretty barren and void of anything to do. But still, just right. getting to explore the universe, and we can say universe in a technical term that, start, uh, that Bethesda created here for starfield is going to be kind of sick i'm really looking forward to that the space battles look really cool um there's a lot of shit in this game that they they put a lot of time into this which is why it took so long to develop and why we're not going to see the elder Scrolls 6 for another 10 years Probably. <laughs> i don't know what their next big game will be you would think it would be elder Scrolls 6 before fallout 5 but you never know you never know Game number six coming on Thursday to iOS and Android. It's unusual when I put a mobile release on here, but I only did because of the franchise. Of course. Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis. Relive the most memorable moments from FF7 and experience the journey of a young hero, Sephiroth. Experience both classic and new stories within the FF7 universe presented in a retro-style look combined with modern, beautifully rendered graphics that's easily accessible on the go. Team up your favorite characters and customize each one with iconic gear and weapons to defeat powerful opponents in solo or co-op battle mode.
1: I won't play this,
0: but it's cool, I guess.
1: I, I won't guess I'm not playing. Yeah, this is uh, this is not on my radar at all.
0: No, not for me either. Um, it's cool that they're doing it on iOS, Android, like a mobile version and kind of a different take on Final Fantasy seven. But I have no interest in it, to be honest. I, I won't pick this up. I won't play through it. If someone st- uh, streams it on Twitch, right, if they connect their phone and, and do it that way, I might check it out for a bit. But it's not something that I personally will pick up and play. Game number seven coming on Thursday to PC and Nintendo Switch Dokapon Kingdom Connect. Everyone in Dokapon Kingdom loves money. One day in this peaceful land, monsters suddenly appeared and began attacking nearby towns. The economy collapsed and people were at their lowest. Taxes were no longer being paid, of course, so that's when the king took action. He decided to gather the bravest warriors to rescue these towns so he can get paid. In exchange, the one who collects the most shall be rewarded with the princess's hand in marriage and the throne. And thus, an adventure for money begins, where absolutely anything goes. Kind of a cool concept. But I don't know that this is something I'll pick up and play. It's an Idea Factory game, which they kind of publish some of those niche games coming out of Japan. Um, Cool concept again, like I said, but it's not something that I'm immediately drawn to that, man, I want to play this game.
1: Yeah, I don't know anything about this. Again, way way too many other things to be playing games like this.
0: That's fair. That's fair. Game number eight coming to PC on Friday. Uh, A lot of people had this wishlisted. I wasn't familiar with this until I was looking through the upcoming Steam database to see what people had wishlisted. It's called Synced. Synced is a futuristic free-to-play co-op shooter developed by Next Studios and published by Level Infinite. In a world overrun by nanos, rogue technology that has brought civilization to its knees, you will take on the role of a runner, deploy with your squad, or fight alone with your tamed nano. Venture into the collapsed world for intense PvE and PvP combat and uncover the secrets buried deep inside the meridian. Free to play games are hit or miss. Um, it could be good. I know a lot of people have it wishlisted, probably because it is free to play. Right. But um, these types of games, especially co op shooters, FPS type games, I'm not interested in this at all.
1: I think this is shooting for the Destiny crowd.
0: Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Game number nine coming on Friday to PC and Nintendo Switch. Fay Farm. Escape to the world of Fay Farm and create your own cozy home in the enchanted world of Azoria. As you nurture and grow your homestead, you'll get to meet charming characters, foster deep relationships, and discover ways to infuse magic into everything you do. Customize your character, master the arts of crafting, cooking, potion making, and discover so much more. Unfold the mysteries of the island on your own or with up to three other players. You can invite your family and friends or visit their homestead to progress together, playing beside you or online. As the seasons change, you'll be able to unlock new areas and restore the world around you. Embark on a ship and set sail to Azoria. There's a magical world waiting for you. I think Sev's kind of into this. Um, This does remind me heavily of the Animal Crossing formula, especially in the way that it looks and just the, the, the design of the game. We've seen a lot of trailers of this. We have seen a lot of trailers over the last two years or so Nintendo for this game.
1: indie worlds and stuff. like This, is, this has been around.
0: Yep, it does look kind of charming. Um, I could see it, you know, capturing the the hearts of a lot of the Animal Crossing crowd especially you know New Horizons is what three years old over three years old at this point so um, that game has kind of sailed off a little bit there even though there are still a lot of people jumping into that and playing it uh, something coming out like this kind of that in that interlude between Animal Crossings it could be good I don't know if I'll play it but it could be good
1: yeah uh, same same I don't know that I will but yeah
0: it could be good Our 10th and final game coming this week on Friday to PC, PS5, PS4, Xbox Series, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch, NBA 2K24. Grab your squad and experience the past, present, and future of hoops culture in NBA 2K24. Enjoy pure, authentic action and limitless personalized my-player options in my career. Collect an impressive array of legends and build your perfect lineup in my team. Relive your favorite eras as a GM or commissioner in my NBA and experience next level gameplay and lifelike visuals with your favorite NBA and WNBA teams and play now. These games always do well every year. These games yeah. always do well and they and always And this one's go got
1: well. this one's got Kobe on the cover. Kobe
0: on the cover. Yeah. Kobe on the cover. Two. Absolutely. Uh pick of the week for me this week's got to be Starfield.
1: Yeah, of course it is.
0: Got to be Starfield. It can't be anything else. Can't be anything else. But a decent week. Um, I think we're going to continue to have some pretty hefty weeks as the year moves on. Right. September and October are pretty crazy for releases. And and November is not much lighter in terms of releases. But um, as we move into the extended forecast, since we skipped last week, we do have a plethora of release dates to confirm. Eternites had its release date moved up to September 12th. That was actually supposed to come out later in September, but they Mm -hmm. bumped it up to earlier in September, which, you know, I'm always I'm always down to press R2 to hold hands. So looking forward to playing that when it comes out here relatively soon. Kyle, a big one for you. Gunbrella releases on September 13th. Axolotl, which also looks charming as fuck, releases on September 14th. Moonstone Island releases on September 20th. Shout out to Sev here. Pizza Possum releases on September 28th. Hellboy Web of Word releases on October 4th. Long Gone Days releases on October 10th. Sonic Superstars releases on October 17th. Skull Island: Rise of Kong also releases on October 17th. As does Wizard with a Gun, another big one for you, releasing on October 17th. Mm-hmm. The Seventh Guest VR releases on October 19th. The Lord of the Rings: Return to Moria releases on October 24th. Bonson Knights releases on October 26th. Ghost Runner 2 also releases on October 26th. Jusant releases on October 31st. A game that I'm actually really looking forward to here. Ebenezer in the Invisible World. Releases on November 3rd. Oh, yeah, that one's cool. The Invincible releases on November 6th. PlayStation Portal, their new handheld, which basically is a portable PS5, releases on November 15th. Warhammer Age of Sigmar Realms of Ruin releases on November 17th. SteamWorld Build releases on December 1st. You might be into that. I know you like the SteamWorld games. I think it looks awesome. House Flipper 2 releases on December 14th. Bulletstorm VR also releases on December 14th. Tekken 8 releases on January 26th, 2024. That'll be good. Uh, the big one for me finally got confirmed. Grand Blue Fantasy Relink releases on February 1st, 2024. And then the very next day, Persona 3 Reload releases on February 2nd, 2024. Oh. Nightingale releases in early access on February 22nd, 2024. And then probably the only new game Dan will play because he's a chump and all he's been doing is playing Destiny 2 over the last couple weeks. Nothing new in 2023 for Dan. Destiny 2, the final shape expansion releases on February 27th, 2024. What a chump. Just Destiny.
1: What a chump. All these Man. great
0: games coming out. He's Umbrella Destiny.
1: and Wizard with a Gun both super high on my radar. Yeah,
0: really looking forward to that. I'm sure Wizard with a Gun being in October, that'll be high on your... Um, Q4 Thunderdome list for I sure. I think
1: it will be Mines of Moria I'm also skeptically optimistic for
0: okay 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 uh, a couple delays as well My Time at Sandrock was delayed to November 2nd Hyper Lightbreaker was delayed to early 2024 Stalker 2 Heart of uh, Chernobyl was delayed to sometime in Q1 2024 I think I misspelled that but that's okay the time I have left has been delayed to sometime in 2024. And in 1 and 2 HD Remaster, Gate Ruin, and Dune and Unification Wars was also delayed to sometime in 2024. I didn't think that was going to make it this year. I really didn't. But sad to see it officially get delayed. And then next week, we do have um, not as busy of a week and not as big of a week in terms of major releases. But there are still uh, some things coming that I'm very much looking forward to. Eternites, again, releases next week. Ad Infinitum looks pretty cool. I'll probably Gamefly that. We already talked about this one, too. Axolotl and Gumbrella, both of those dropping next week. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, the hidden treasure of Area Zero, which I think you might jump into, drops next week. Yeah, I mean, the crew motor fest and Baton Kaidos one and two HD remaster also next week as well. So decent week next week. A decent week. That'll bring us to the end of the extended forecast, and I think that'll bring us to the end of the show. Um, all that's left—you didn't get to do it last week since you left us. Well, is last to, week uh, we didn't record. Well, that's true. And then the week prior, you left and us. So the week before that, I left. Sev, sev, so sev had to come been... up with a uh, with a quote. So it's been a minute since you've got to drop, and there's been some new things dropping left and right. There um sure has. In terms of in terms of the PP and the playlist,
1: wow. What do you got okay. for us? Oh man, uh, this one I have been really hyped about uh, and I some other people online have been talking about it, but it, it feels kind of strange to be listening to it now. Um, there was a band that started in 2001, and they only lasted a few years, but they were called DeYarmond Edison. Uh, DeYarmond Edison uh, was made up of five members, and like I said, they only lasted a few years, and those members went off and formed other projects after that. Um, All of those projects have been successful, uh, including Boni Vare, uh, field report and megaphone. Uh, field report has been really good over the over you know the last decade or so, and Bon Iver has won Grammys, and so uh, the musicians from this band have gone on and had a lot of success. But they got back. Uh, I, I I think they're you know still in contact or whatever. But De Edison has released kind of this massive compilation of i don't know if it's all of their music that they recorded oh my gosh i'm playing it on my phone um all of the music <laughs> that they recorded over the course of their time together or not but it's a lot of it um and depending on where you're listening to this new album it's called epic epoch um like a like a period of time instead of something that's amazing uh you can actually listen to anywhere between like four 44 and like 80 something tracks. I think it's like 83 tracks. So there are a ton of tracks to go back and listen to. And it just has that that folk sound from the early 2000s that is not replicated anymore. And you can hear so many different types of of uh, that mid 2000s sound in their music that you just don't get to hear anymore. But I love I love listening to it. Uh, because it's the stuff that I grew up with and've I've liked this band for a long time. I like their follow-up projects and I'm glad that there's this big compilation of their music. If I had to pick one of the songs off the album that is my that's my favorite, I, I'm not gonna do my favorite because uh, <laughs> first impression is probably my favorite. but track 5, The Lake is just such a rad. Cool track by Deyarmond Edison on their new compilation album Epic. This episode
0: of Play on Arrival, the weekly video game forecast, has been brought to you by RPGera.com. Please remember to leave us a rating and a review regardless of which platform you're listening on. If you want more of us, check us out on YouTube and make sure you're subscribed or following with notifications on. Links to where we can be found on social media as well as to our Discord server and all other important information can be found in the show notes for the episode.